The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, Is this not the son of Joseph? And he said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Seraphat in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. My favorite Marian prayer is the Holy Rosary. I pray it every day while driving in my car while waiting to check out at the store, in between penitence in the confessional. If you see my lips moving and no sound coming from my mouth, you can be sure that I am mouthing the mysteries of the Holy Rosary. Many days I have gone to bed praying the Rosary and I fall asleep before I finish. Has that ever happened to you? My guardian angel picks up the prayer where I left off and finishes the rosary for me. Often I forget what day of the week it is. Has that happened to you? And Do you know how I remember what day it is? I think of what mystery of the rosary I prayed yesterday, and then I know what day it is today. For example, I prayed the glorious mysteries yesterday, and so today must be Monday because you pray the glorious mysteries on Sunday. On Sundays and Wednesdays, we pray the glorious mysteries. On Mondays and Saturdays, the joyful mysteries. On Tuesdays and Fridays, the sorrowful mysteries. 
and only on Thursdays, the luminous mysteries. By the way, Thursdays are my favorite days of the week because we pray the luminous mysteries or the mysteries of light added by Pope St. John Paul II. When you are the Pope, you can add mysteries to the Holy Rosary. It's good to be the Pope. But do you know the most risky time to pray the Rosary? It is on the road while driving because it makes you drowsy and you can fall asleep. One thing that helps me overcome the sleepiness is Scripture. That is, I try to think of how the mysteries of the Rosary can be seen in the sacred Scriptures, tied together the Rosary and the Holy Bible. For example, today's first reading is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, where St. Paul talks about the so-called rapture, that is, being taken up or snatched up to heaven before we experience bodily death. Now, Protestants get a lot of mileage out of that passage, writing books and making movies about it. Well, we Catholics should get more mileage out of it as a scriptural sample of the fourth glorious mystery, the Assumption. How so? Well, the mystery we meditate on in the Assumption of Mary is that she did not experience bodily death, but was in a sense raptured up into heaven. In other words, I find the rosary rooted in scriptural soil. And that gets me excited. And I never fall asleep meditating on the mysteries of Mary and Jesus. The Old Testament also provides much food for meditation on the fourth glorious mystery, or the Assumption of Mary. Of course, the Old Testament often uses figurative or imaginative or poetic language to express timeless truth. So it often sounds like a dream or seeing shadows. It's not quite clear. In other words, whatever the Old Testament priests, prophets, and kings were doing in darkness and in shadows, they were ultimately paving the way for the coming of Christ and his mother Mary. Jesus, therefore, is the new Adam, the firstborn of the new creation. And Mary is the new Eve, the mother of all those living in Christ. Thus, for example, when I read in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, about Enoch, the great-grandfather of Noah, and how he was taken up into heaven at the end of his life, I see that as a shadowy prefiguration of the assumption of Mary into heaven. Enoch was like Mary. Or, when I read in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, how the prophet Elijah was carried off into heaven in a fiery chariot, I see another shadow of the assumption of Mary into heaven. Elijah was like Mary. This is what St. Augustine meant when he said, the Old Testament is revealed in the New 
and the New Testament is concealed in the Old. They fit perfectly together like a hand in a glove. And therefore, the two Testaments should be the springboard for our meditations on the mysteries of the Rosary. That is how I pray the Rosary on the road, and I do not fall asleep. But if I do fall asleep and I crash, maybe that will be the fiery chariot in which my guardian angel will take me up into heaven. Praised be Jesus Christ.